This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. I'm Akil Gibbons. Today, we'll discuss the deadly hepatitis A outbreak in Southern California, how U.S.-backed Syrian rebels retook Raqqa, and we'll hear from Danny Oaks on the hard science behind why we need to get outside more. It's Thursday, October 19th. We've all heard that nature is good for us, and it seems that science agrees. Tonic host Danny Oaks looks into the effects of urbanization on our mental health in the new short doc, The Power of Nature. Here he is talking about our nature deficit, mental illness, and forest therapy. In a letter to the publishers of the Oxford Junior Dictionary, Margaret Atwood and other notable authors expressed serious concern that over the years, words associated with nature have been systematically dropped from its editions. Words like acorn, dandelion, porcupine, and tulip have been jettisoned in favor of blog, chat room, voicemail, and MP3 player. The freaked out authors plead, nature and culture have been linked from the beginning of our history. And for the first time ever, that link is in danger of becoming unraveled to the detriment of society and culture and the natural environment. Atwood and crew are on point. The reduced role of nature in our lives is leading to some serious consequences. Urbanization has increased levels of mental illness, and researchers have been looking for possible effects of a nature deficit on our mental health. According to one study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, a simple 90-minute nature walk helped reduce brain activity associated with depression. But a similar walk through the concrete jungle did not produce the same benefits. Japan is way ahead of the game here and they're balancing their urban sprawl with increased appreciation of the natural world. In 1982, the Japanese added forest therapy to their national health program. And this isn't just some tree-hugging hokum either. There's a growing body of research that suggests time in nature can elevate immune function, generate anti-cancer proteins, lower stress, and help decrease blood pressure. The evidence is compelling, so much so that the South Korean government piggybacked on the Japanese and have poured over $140 million into a national forest therapy center. But what if you don't live in Japan, Korea, or even near a forest? Well, our biological neediness for nature is so significant that it can even give you a contact high. Smelling essential oils from trees has been shown to decrease stress, and even more impressively, increase the natural killer cells in our body, the ones that help fight tumors. The prestigious journal Science published an analysis that found patients who had a room with a view of trees had shorter hospital stays and less complications after surgery. And maybe the most astonishing example of nature's power over us comes from a study in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Subjects who were exposed to a stressful event showed greater recovery when viewing a picture. That's right, a picture of a green space. So get out to a park, buy some plants for your desk, and Google image search some trees for your computer's background. As much as it pains me to say this, the tree huggers were totally right. To watch Tonic's video, The Power of Nature, go to vice.com. And here are the headlines. Last week, California Governor Jerry Brown declared a state of emergency amid a growing outbreak of hepatitis A, a highly contagious virus that affects the liver. In San Diego, where there are more than 500 cases reported, the virus has already killed 19 people. The outbreak is largely affecting the city's homeless population. Hepatitis A spreads by fecal matter, even in microscopic amounts, so those who lack access to proper sanitation are the most at risk. And in international news, Syrian Democratic Forces announced Tuesday that they'd taken back the former ISIS capital of Raqqa, 
following the capture of a stadium and hospital, which were the terror group's last bases in the city. It's a major milestone in the four-month assault on Raqqa, led by U.S.-backed SDF, an alliance of Syrian Kurdish and Arab militias. Raqqa is expected to be formally declared, quote, liberated once SDF sweeps the city for landmines and jihadi sleeper cells. The assault on Raqqa's old city has resulted in 3,250 people killed, including 1,130 civilians. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now.